0: Whether you're tech-clueless, tech-curious, or tech-competent, high school math teacher turned homeschool mom, Sarah Rajinski wants to inspire and equip you to incorporate digital learning experiences into your homeschool. She understands how a balanced approach to technology can enhance your homeschooling efforts. Whatever aspect of using tech in your homeschool you're looking for, whether it's online unit studies you can use at home with a variety of ages, tech advice, or recommendations for software, digital curriculum, or other helpful programs, well, she's got you covered, friend. See what's new at her store today, breakthroughhomeschooling.com backslash techie mom shop. The link will be in the show notes. Welcome back to the You Can Homeschool
1: podcast, where Pat Fenner and Tracy Hegerman candidly discuss all things homeschooling, the good, the bad, and the brilliant. Go ahead and grab your favorite drink, find a cozy spot, and join this
0: week's lively discussion.
1: Welcome back to You Can Homeschool. I'm Tracy Hagerman, the Happy Homeschooler, and I'm here once again with Pat Fenner from Breakthrough Homeschooling. So the topic we have today is actually one of my favorite topics, and it's ways to celebrate reading. So we've got a few ideas. I don't think we have to argue the point that, you know, reading is important, and I think our kids do less and less reading these days because of so many screens. But we're going to talk a little bit about the value of reading, and then some creative ideas to incorporate it into your homeschooling life. So, what are your thoughts on reading?
0: Yeah, well, I, I I do uh, kind of mourn how we've transitioned to uh, from books, you know, paper books to you know, there there is still a fair amount of reading going on, I think, in the world, but it's all on our screens, and it is a totally different experience. one thing that was encouraging the other day, uh, it was on Sunday. It was really quiet in the house. My my daughter was home, and uh, and it was and it had gone on for a while. And I thought, okay, well, you know, Sunday afternoon naps—that's always kind of a thing around here. But I went upstairs, and she, my husband, had built a—it's a, the cutest thing—a little reading nook, because her room is on the second floor, and there's. Uh, She's just got weird shapes and stuff in her room because of the roof line. So he built this little reading nook for her, and she's got, like, blankets and pillows and everything. And I looked in her room, and I didn't see her, and I was like, I know she's up here. And I walked in, and she was curled up with a book under blankets, but she had fallen asleep reading. It was the cutest thing. And, of course, she's about to turn 18, so I don't know if she'd like me to use the word cute, but she was just all curled up there with a book. It's so nice to see (laughs) but anyway those those days seem to be you know fewer and fewer that we that we curl up with books so i'm glad that we're kind of doing this emphasis on, on different ways to to kind of bring that back you know there's nothing wrong with reading on a screen but it's a totally different experience and there's a lot less distractions when you have an actual paper book so um so one of the things i had was just to to um ideas I had was just to take some time as a family and it is easier to do this actually when you're when you have younger kids and to get to build it as a habit because when you know as you get older you we know even as adults it's harder to, to start habits when when we get older um, but when you have little kids and especially when they're learning to read take turns reading aloud like have a specific even if you're day is kind of loosey-goosey you know not scheduled have a specific time that you get together as a family and and just take turns reading out loud Uh, it doesn't have to be a big deal but you'll find as the kids as you start doing it and if you you know if you include snacks and maybe a couple of you know fuzzy blankets they do come to enjoy and anticipate that time and so it builds memories too it's kind of cool
1: Yeah, I was going to say that what you're talking about, like build it in and it's got to be a habit Mm -hmm. because we think, you know, we have the best laid plans, but it's not part of our habit or routine. It doesn't tend to happen. So we we had a habit where when my husband came home from work each day, um, he would take 15 minutes to get a drink, get changed, and then he just wanted to relax a bit. So he would take a book. Um, a kid's book <laughs> and go lie down on our bed and the kids would gather around him and he'd read while I got supper prepared and that was almost a daily like I'd say four out of five days a week that's sort of the transition from him coming home and and that and that really helped me um just give me gave me some mental space at the end of the day after you've been dealing with the kids all day so and that really became a habit and the the thing that really motivated the kids wanting to do that is I would give him a chapter book so he'd read one or two chapters and then they'd have to wait for the next day to see what happened and so they would be you know in anticipation looking out the window for him wondering when he was going to get home to read that special book and um and the other thing that was fun is he could also um do the impersonations of the different Characters. Mm-hmm. So if it was like, you know, Winnie the Pooh books, he would do all the different characters. <laughs> and they, so he was much better at that than me. And mine all sounded the same. So that was something they really enjoyed and gave them time with their dad that I think was really important growing up.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, my husband was always good with doing that, too. He loved reading, well, and I'll talk about later, he loved reading Dr. Seuss books, too, because of the weird words that, you know, that Dr. Seuss kind of invented. And they were just so much fun, fun to read. But, uh, and a tip for that is, I agree with you, Tracy, that a habit is what makes this happen. Um, what I do when I'm trying to set habits these days is I'll actually put a reminder on my phone, um, and make it a regular thing. My kids kind of laugh because one of the things I do is I have a reminder to drink more water. And so periodically during the day, my alarm will come off and my kids look at me like, what? Oh, your water alarm. But it works. You yeah. know, it works. So Yeah.
1: No, that's a great one. The other way, um, teens, you, I find that kids either become voracious readers or they don't read at all. There doesn't yes. seem to be a, a middle ground. Um, and, and some of that sometimes is difficulty with learning to read. Mm-hmm. Some of it is just, um, again, what they what they've been exposed to. But one of the things, um, a number of the teens, uh, homeschooling teams that we knew did is, um, they got involved in a, like a book club for teens. Mm-hmm. So we hear about these for adults all the time. I've been involved in that before and I really enjoy it, but for teens, it was, it was great. And they took, they each got a chance to decide what the book was going to be. Mm-hmm. And then even now, it, you know, even if you can't necessarily get together, they could at least meet once a week um, online or once every other week and talk about um, the book. And sometimes they would just, uh, like, put, like, a chapter per week. So they would discuss that one chapter per week. And you can do this with devotionals or you can do this with, again, uh, you know, chapter books, whatever. But I find that's a really good way for teens to... um sort of get together Mm -hmm. and and have those social discussions that I think I really find are less and less um now and part of it you know was pandemic being more isolated from each other um but again uh, book clubs are a great great uh thing for any age but I I say teens because I've seen it uh, that teens really loved it and Mm -hmm. and they love that connection with other teens once a week
0: Yeah. Well, and we did that with our teams. That was one of my, one one of my thoughts too. Um, And it's funny because to be, I had been involved in one and to see the transition when they first start that, because it's a a schedule thing, it's, you know, kind of, it's not an impromptu, right? Environment. They're kind of little awkward and giggly and kind of but once you get them engaged in a conversation and and there are so many good topics to talk about in today's i mean talk about real stuff don't talk about yeah you know i mean don't be afraid don't be shy for about talking you know about the things that are going on in the news and stuff or in terms of a topic for a book and um you will it's amazing once they feel like there is a, a serious platform or platform that's taking their thoughts seriously how they bloom and it's it really is wonderful a wonderful thing uh okay the other one second one i had um was to read books that inspire projects uh and the first thing that jumped in my mind was the little house series where my kids were like (laughs) uh, upper elementary and middle school and they actually had a uh uh a little house, like a cookbook series too, all the things they talked about in the in the book, you know, taught you how to make uh, the crafts that they talk about and the projects that they do in the book. Replicate them, you know, so that it, it helps your kids see a connection to this the written word and life. You know, they're fun things to do, uh, or the or travel too. Like, and the thing that occurred to me was the Flat Stanley books that became. A flat stanley project when our kids were mm, i guess like middle school uh we were fortunate to live in a community where there were a lot of international people we lived uh in in americus georgia which is was where the international headquarters for habitat for humanity was for many years and so we had a lot of people coming in from different countries and so we did a flat stanley project because you know people would come in take our flat stanley to brazil and send it to somebody in portugal and send it to somebody in the caribbean like it went all over the place and then we'd get him back and read about the countries that he had been to it was it was a wonderful learning experience And you do that now you know
1: pat i know what flat stanley is i'm not sure all of our listeners do can you explain it a little bit more <laughs>
0: yes well Flat stanley was it started out and it still is it's a series of children's books and it was like easy readers and it was a flat you know, just he was flat Stanley. But the project that evolved from that uh is that it was a paper character that you would put into an envelope. And uh we did it once also with a, a bear. I don't remember how that came about, a teddy bear, but you put it in an envelope and you put a little notebook in there too, and you ask anyone who receives it to write a little bit about what Flat Stanley did while he was visiting you. And sometimes they would include pictures. They take a picture of themselves with Flat Stanley and stick that in there. And then to mail it to somebody else in another location. And then they will do the same thing. And you just keep doing that. But you keep your address in there and ask that at some point, you know, with somebody, or or by a date, you can do it by a certain date. Because we we were doing it for a school project. So we said, if you have this on, say, you know, June 12th, Please don't forward it, but send it back to us. And it was so interesting. It was, and the kids couldn't wait. You know, we knew the, what the date was and they'd be running out to the mailbox, you know, to check, is Flat Stanley back yet? You know, so uh, it's a lot, of, it's a lot of fun.
1: Yeah, it's not something we ever did, but I definitely saw it was really popular for a while. And mm-hmm. I would see like Facebook posts, I think it was. And what I think was neat is, I think there'd be a real, like, they see this little guy going around, you know, maybe there's a picture in front of the Eiffel Tower or something. Right. then the kids are encouraged to figure out, to go look it up, go look up more about the city and different places and stuff. So I I love that idea. And, you know, I I think to take that further, it could be a picture of the child themselves that they send out, even to their relatives, figure out where their relatives are and, and send it. And then, you know. Read up on the different places that they they've been. So, oh, I love that idea. Love it, love it. Yeah. Like I said, it was something that we, I we heard of.
0: We never did, but um, we should have. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, the the community we were lived in at the time that it was kind of a, a thing. You know, just begged. You know, there were opportunities there for us, so awesome, fun. awesome. Mm-hmm.
1: The other the other idea I had, and um, I have a niece that's fourteen now, and since she was younger, I always. Um, at her birthday, I would always ask my sister, like, what would be a good gift? Because I always like to get something they're going to use. Sure. Um, And so we started out with a subscription to, I think it was like Chickadee magazine or something, one of the little magazines. And she's 14 now. And I have repeated that every year. And Mm -hmm. so now she's into National Geographic. That's her, her magazine that she's been receiving the last couple of years. And every year I go back to my sister and I'm like, does she still want a subscription to something? And my sister, my sister's like, yeah, she, she really loves it. Um, And so I kind of make some suggestions, but that's the one that she's, interested in and so my sister said you know it's been so nice because all these years I think I started when she was I don't know maybe six or something and so all these years she's had something coming in the mail once a month so she gets it it's her thing and she gets to open up and and this I you know this my my kids have a a great aunt and she was a teacher and this is something she did for my kids and I Mm. they just loved receiving um, there are little magazines in in the mail and 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 there 's all kinds out there there 's oh some my really nice ones there 's so many different different things so that is one way that I think makes it really personalized for them and then it's like this little treasure coming once a month, yeah. you know?
0: and as a PSA to publishing the the publishing industry, please encourage, you know I'm encouraging you to please help support them, yes, get, get a magazine subscription because yeah. those are they're really struggling right now. Everything's going online, and as we you know mentioned earlier, it's just a whole different experience to actually have that in your hand and and read it. so that's a I love that idea, their own their own magazine subscription. Yeah. That's great. All right, let's see. My next uh next on the list was I had there is a website that is called the National Day Col- Calendar, nationaldaycalendar.com. And you pull it up and it will tell you national like days, months, years, you know, like today's national pie eating day or <laughs> those kind of things. And spend some time, now this is this would be like a little bit of uh, Pre work for or prep work for for mom. Spend some time looking up some of them, uh, and see which ones are researchable or that might just pique your kids' interest, and do some research on them. You know, wake them up on Tuesday the twenty seventh and say, "Hey, today's National Bagel Day. Let's let's go out for bagels. Then let's look up the history of bagels. Well, maybe we can look up a recipe and try making bagels, and you know, connect the reading. You know." with the activity and just make it real real life but there's a ton of topics on that website oh my gosh that you can look up and uh, you know find books on and and again connect it with the activities and just make it a real in-depth learning experience
1: Okay. The, the other thing we would do is um, visits to the library. And I, I think, okay, so everybody goes to the library. And maybe they don't. We always did. And it didn't matter yeah. the age of my kids. We, we went every three weeks because you could keep the books for three weeks. Right. But, <laughs> but one of the things that we would do is, let's say we were studying, um, I don't know, aqueducts or architecture, you know, in ancient times. So we would go to the library. And whatever it is that we were studying at home... I would just go to the catalog and I would just search, you know, ancient architecture or something. And, and I wouldn't find a particular book. I would just find the section in the yes. library where to find it. So then I would go to the kids and say, okay, here's the section on architecture. We're, pick whichever books that look interesting to you. So we'd usually end up with a stack. We could have 12 different books, whatever, on that. And then we'd haul them out. And no word of a lie, we usually walked out of the library with about 70 books each time I'm not kidding I have three kids and I had a few in there but and people say like you went every three weeks did you actually look at all these books like how would you have time for the most part we did because I left them in the living room and in our living room they were never allowed to have toys only books it was the one place in the house that wasn't chaos (laughs) Mm, yeah Uh and so they would you know they would end up because they were sitting there right you know, and after dinner, my husband and I would go, always go get um, a hot tea, go sit in the living room. And the kids would follow along because they hadn't seen dad all day. And they would be flipping through these books. And so whatever, so let's say we were learning about architecture or whatever. By the time three weeks came by, they had read and looked at so Mm -hmm. many different things. So they might not have read the book cover to cover, but they had flipped through, found pictures, Mm -hmm. read about it. And it just spurred on so many things. And I find that uh sometimes you know my kids will tell me stuff now they're all in their twenties and I and I'm like, where did you learn that? And they'll be like, I don't know, I read about it somewhere. <laughs> like the the different interests that they have now and things that, you know, they've been exposed to yeah. um just because they like digging, you know, they right? like looking and, and finding more. So th- I don't know. And and when they were really young, just to, you know, library day was not just the library. I'd usually go to a different location because here, I, I'm assuming that's how it works. Like for all of the Ottawa area, you can go to any library, return your books at any location. Right. And a lot of the libraries would be connected to community centers of that, which usually had a park. Mm. So in the summer, sometimes they had a wading pool or the splash pad. So we almost always packed a picnic. They had time to play in the park and they spent time in the library. So this was kind of like every three days we had this sort of library day. And I don't know, we just did that for years and years. So they they grew a love of books um, because it was always a fun day. You right. know? So.
0: Yeah, well, I have to tell you that um, I, I had, I was at our local library recently and uh, dropping off a book and I was talking to a librarian and she's, and I, I asked her about that. I said, uh, you know, how did COVID, the you know, kind of affect your just the people coming through and everything, and she said, well, even before covid they their numbers have been really down uh because they in terms of visitors, their online people renting books you know that you can do on their online thing has gone way up through the roof but but actual visitors you know have, have gone down, and covid of course you know the many libraries were closed, but now that things are starting to open up again in the states. Of course, they may close up again, but who knows? Um, (laughs) There's no predicting. Uh, You know, there's there's more people coming back. But she said, you know, and I was telling her, like, kind of reminiscing, you know, and how the librarians used to know my name and the kids' names because we came on a regular basis. And she looked at me like I had two heads. She said, I I don't know any of our patrons' names. Really? Like, just flat out, like, you know, I know them from their card, you know, or some of them, look familiar, like, I know you've been here before, but I don't, you know, I couldn't see him at the door or whatever, say, hey, welcome, blah, 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 and I thought that was really sad, so, yeah, get back to the library, I don't think that is, that is a thing, and it's really sad to me, because, you know, I love how you did it, Tracy, that you made it a whole big experience, you know, that there were a lot of, all the emotions, all the feelings, all the senses were involved, you know, and it was just, um, a lot, of, a lot of memories, too, besides I, building a good
1: habit. I, I think it was a bit selfish because I love libraries. I absolutely, I love to just stroll and just look at the books, like not even know what the section is or whatever, and then just be drawn to something and just, I don't know, there's just something... I just love libraries.
0: And I love the smell of libraries. It's like a smell. I don't know. What are those books? I don't know. what. I, yeah, I do. I do. And, and it's funny because sometimes when I want to, I have an office now in my house and we're done homeschooling. So it's not like I have a lot of chaos, but every once in a while I'll throw my laptop in my bag and I'll just go work at the library. Yeah. Oh, and it just, I don't know. It's just kind of like being home.
1: Yeah. No, I would definitely have definitely uh, spent a number of hours writing in libraries with yeah. my, my laptop. I absolutely love that. And the, the funny thing about libraries is my kids would play this game where they would each set up in their room their library books and they would use um, sticky notes to put <laughs> prices and then they would use Monopoly money and they had this ongoing books going around and I was always like okay make sure you keep the books together though so when we have to go back to library we can find them all <laughs>
0: <laughs> or they would or sometimes my kids played library at home you know like they'd have yeah. you know put together a little cart or something you know with the yeah, books and it yeah. was so cute yeah, yeah. Was so fun. Oh. okay love that love that one okay I got another one um throw a book themed mm-hmm party. And like you can use this for, you know, birthday party, like American girls was big when my kids were little. And sometimes we would do something like that. Um, Dr. Seuss is coming out in which in the States is the national read across America day and week uh, in March. And Dr. Seuss parties are hilarious because, I mean, just go into Pinterest and all this, all the, you know, cakes and cookies, you know, the foods that you can make, of course, it's all, you know, bright, Colors, decorations, (laughs) clothes. Oh, it's great. It's just so much fun. And then you mentioned earlier how your, your husband used to read, you know, do the voices on books. And my husband's jam was Dr. Seuss. He loved reading Dr. Seuss because of the crazy words, you know, that are in there and everything. So I, uh, I was
1: I was slow to pick up reading. It was very difficult for me. And my mom one summer just brought Dr. Seuss books because it was nonsensical right. and it would force me to look at the words and not guess. Ah. So, so that helped a lot. Yeah. I love those what? books now. My favorite.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, you got a lot of memories with those books. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. So so try that.
1: Um another another thing I was thinking about when we were, you know, planning for this podcast is I was thinking about the who, what, when, why, how of reading. And when I was thinking about who, who do can we read to? Mm-hmm. And you can read to your grandparents. Um, my kids' grandparents used to come over and babysit them a lot. And so just to have them practice their reading, I would say, here why don't you read a couple books to Grandma? Mm-hmm. And so they would do that regularly, and that and grandparents enjoy that,
0: right? Sitting with their well, snuggled up with their grandkids reading. And you know what? Also, um, read the newspaper to them. Like you know, as you as as our parents get older, we know that our age. <clears throat> as I adjust my glasses here, um, our eyes, you know, kind of go. And I know I was a caretaker for my father-in-law uh, for his in his end years. And he loved, you know, he all his life. He loved reading the newspaper. He loved reading magazines. He was a voracious reader, and he couldn't read. And and uh, it was it was really nice that you know my my daughter who lives here would read him a, one of the stories that he was interested in. He could read the headline, but then he couldn't read that smaller print, mm-hmm. uh, you know, or read an article from from the magazine that he'd he'd like or whatever. So that's yeah, that's really a service, like a also besides just being a fun thing to do with reading, you know? Yeah.
1: And, and also if someone's, um, bedridden or in a hospital mm-hmm. or whatever, um, and sometimes you get, you just go and I don't know if you've ever visited someone, they just tend to sleep a lot, depending where they're at in their life stage, whatever. But, um, one of my friends would go in and read to her mom. And so she would just bring in a book and she wasn't sure if her mom was awake or sleep. So she kind of, you know, came in and out of dozing, but she would go in and just read aloud, A book to her and she said she just found that um she looked forward to going to see her mom she just felt it was a way she could relate to her mom a little bit so I thought that was really beautiful to do that um and then I was also going to say like get your older kids to read to your the younger kids Mm -hmm. it frees up mom time you know and helps them
0: practice as well a lot of benefits from 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 doing that yeah my last one is book related. Um, And it's actually, you can get these, you can actually design your own, I'm sure on Canva, but you can get them on Etsy. Um, Get book plates for your children. And if you don't know what book plate is, it can be something extravagant or something very simple, just that this book belongs to and their name. Uh Uh, And you can have pretty designs and all that stuff. And then buy them a book. And instead of like, I like to, when I buy a book for a gift, I like to write in it uh just something whatever but you can put the book plate in and then give the plates to your to your you know your child too and, and encourage them do you want to if you want to buy a book do you want to build your library that was one thing that before my kids left home i was encourage them to to buy books that they enjoyed to build their library so they had a little start of, of a library and you can put those book plates in in the library it's just a sticker
1: Awesome! That's a great idea. I never thought of that. Yeah, um, I remember once my kids from this particular great aunt of theirs, she one Christmas I think it was sent them books. But I guess when she ordered them, she you had to put a bunch of information in, like. You know, your child's name, their favorite toy, their favorite uncle, all this stuff. And then it generated a book with all their names in it. So we still have those three books that were made special for them. And we kind of laugh at them now, you know, some of the choices they had made and how they incorporated in the story. But those were like a wonderful gift that they still have like those those books you're never going to give away because it represents a period of time of things that your kids were interested in so I thought that was just a
0: beautiful beautiful gift I think that was called build a book like that 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 build a bear build a book <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> that, that process or whatever I because I know we had my grand or my kids grandparents my parents did that one year for for my kids too and that was so sweet I loved it
1: yeah and and I was going to also say like one of the things um sometimes when I, I'm trying to figure out gifts for my parents who are older mm-hmm. um I've bought them a lot of books for their their, um, sorry, living room table or coffee table. So my mom is from the province of Quebec in Canada. She has French heritage. And I found this beautiful book on Quebec and it's mostly pictures of, and Quebec is such a beautiful province. Um, absolutely spectacular. And so she, she has that on her coffee table. And then another thing, my parents are really into, um, music. So a book about different instruments and stuff. So, they sort of swap out what's on their coffee table, but it's something that they said that they pick up and really um, enjoy. So those I I found have made really nice gifts for someone that you're not sure. Mm -hmm. I think a book is always a
0: wonderful gift, but I love those coffee table type. books. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they're great for kids to look through too, Mm -hmm. because especially if you have struggling readers, coffee table books tend to be more, you know, pictures. They're they're beautiful books, you know, photography and, um, and less words, and so they're interesting to, to, to look at. And,
1: that, yeah. and, like, so in encouraging the kids with the books, it's sometimes helping them pick out that gift for grandma and grandpa. Mm-hmm. They yeah, can yeah. go with you, and, again, they get to choose. So, it, again, it's giving them that love of books. Yeah. Um, yeah. I find there's – because I don't know about you, but I love books. How could you I not know? love <laughs> books? <laughs> <laughs> you and I tell. Yeah, I just want to also mention, if you have a reluctant reader, um, don't be afraid to use like comic books or, mm-hmm. you know, graphic novels. Um, there there are different types of books available. Like my son really liked to read. It was kind of funny. He'd rather read this book called The Way Things Work. Oh, which, yeah. Which is basically, you know, machinery and all that and these big pictures mm-hmm. explaining everything. And he was reading, like looking at those when he was super, super young. Mm-hmm. Um so again, it doesn 't have to all be chapter books there's so many other kinds of books available or magazines or
0: whatever. Whatever you know piques your child 's interest, I say, Go for it <laughs> absolutely, amen. Well, you know, I was just kind of keeping track that is ten different topics that we came up with or ways that we came up with. So I think there's got to be something in there that you <laughs> that if you 're listening today, you can. Uh, you know, pull out some gem that you can pull out to help encourage uh, love of reading, love of books in your family and and in your kids, because it really is a, uh, not only a skill, but a gift that you are giving them that it lasts a lifetime. Yeah. So Absolutely. All right. Well, I think that wraps up today. I have so enjoyed talking about this because this is also one of my favorite topics, reading books. Oh my gosh. And, uh, Tracy and I could, could probably have come up with a, a bunch more if <laughs> given the time. So let, uh, But thank you for joining us today in our conversation. If you have any comments, of course, please leave them up depending on where you're watching or listening to this below. There'll be a space for that. And uh, again, we will hope to see you next week. And in the meantime, remember, enjoy homeschooling because it can be awesome. Yes, yes. <laughs> All right. Have a great week, everybody.
1: Well, that wraps up another episode of the You Can Homeschool podcast. Thanks for joining us for another candid conversation. For more information on life-changing books, courses, and coaching services, or if you have a homeschooling topic you'd like to hear discussed in a show, check our show notes for how to reach out to Pat and Tracy.